Hello, and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me always is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. Hey, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. I feel like each each week when we do these, like I just get so excited for Wednesday so we can do these, but it's just been like, it's just always such a long week to get to this point. But It is. But I'm enjoying it sitting watching on the big screen uh smu get trounced here by ucf i did not see this one coming i put money on smu to win just because uh i'd heard some news we'll get into it in the ncaa news but i thought they could rally rally around and win and i was very very wrong they went from rally to mutiny yeah yeah it's it's not good got five minutes here in the fourth quarter and 21 points down. I don't think it's going to happen. And I haven't looked at Hot Dog Waters' team, but my guess is he started some SMU players and probably not going well. So let's see, get right into our uh, little spiel here. Make sure you're downloading it, rate and review if you get a chance. Um, we we want, the, want the downloads. So quick hitter. Jacob, we've had a, it's been a really weird NFL season. We've had um, rain there in Philly, where you had Trevor Lawrence with four lost fumbles. You have a monsoon of a game at in Chicago. Domes or no do- domes? What what say you? Gotta pick one. Yeah, you gotta pick one. I'm gonna go no domes. Like, give me domes. Why? Why do you? Why do you want the no no domes? Just an extra wrinkle. I mean, it's it's just a lot of fun if you're playing or practicing in inclement weather. Like rainy day practices were always the best. Um, and then there's there's also an advantage that teams get from doing that. I think. Dome teams are generally, they'll build out the roster with a lot more speed, a lot more athleticism, but they might not necessarily, you know, kind of be a grinded out football team. So there's been, I, you know, they, they take advantage of the dome when they have it. And teams that don't have a dome take advantage of the fact that people are going to have to play in cold weather, rain, all that kind of stuff. See, I'm, I'm just kind of looking at it from like, fantasy football standpoint a fan standpoint like if i go to like lambo field in the snow like fuck it give me minnesota in a dome like i i just wear a short sleeve i wear a coat in there take it off i get to enjoy the game and don't have to worry about freezing my ass off during the game i will say this in the nfl with domes, the game is much more easy to watch. Like it's it's much more fun to watch because play calling just becomes this: run it up the middle, run it up the middle, run it up the middle. If there's bad weather and you don't have a dome, so it gets real boring to watch. Whereas I guess I'm thinking like high school, college, it it just creates like this layer of craziness in the game <laughs> where everything that could go wrong does go wrong, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, so it's like I don't know. It's just not fun to watch like the 49ers. Bears game in the rain, um, or thinking back to the Bills and Patriots in the snow, windy game where like the Patriots didn't, maybe they did one pass or whatnot. It was just like run it every time. I was like, I, I can't watch this. Like, what's going on? Yeah, so, you're just waiting for the sideline shots to see how miserable everyone is. Yeah. So give give me domes. We're you know sinking so much money into these stadiums. It's like just just put a dome on it. So heck, you can even play with grass. Do what like Arizona does and just grows their grass and just sticks it in there later. I don't know how. Doesn't it like roll out? I saw a stadium that basically the grass will roll onto the field. Yeah, I don't I don't know it's if that's it. There's like it might be a college stadium. I'll have to find that video, but it's really really cool. Like it rolls out on a platform from outside into the into the like domed stadium. Yeah, I think that, that, that I think that's Arizona's then. Yep. So that w- I mean, there you go. You got grass even though you're inside. Like I don't know. I think it would be fun. Well, tell us what you think in the chat, 
domes or no domes, we'll uh, post a poll here later tonight or tomorrow. Actually, no. Whoever happens to listen to this first, you you post the poll and let everyone know. Football dome. Football dome. Okay, guys. Football dome. <laughs> uh, NCAA news. Some some quick things. We had some injuries were the tail of last week across many matchups. Um, Travion Henderson sat out. Bryce Young hurt his shoulder. Izzy Abanaconda hurt his shoulder. Miles Price hurt ankle. Tillman, we found out, had um, was it like a tightrope ankle surgery. Malik Cunningham gets hurt at the end of the game. Mo Ibrahim doesn't play. He's hurt. Um, Dylan Gabriel gets a concussion in jeopardy of missing the uh, big game against Texas this week. C.J. Donaldson with running back out of West Virginia with a head injury. Um, Jareel Brock injured on the first play of the game there for Iowa State. And I believe after that, Cartavius Norton also got hurt in the game. Uh, Pratt for Tulane's quarterback, he didn't play. Uh, Marcus Major got hurt. Keaton Mitchell has a hit pointer. He looked like he was going to play, and then he didn't. A lot of key key guys out um, last week that shifted a lot of our, our matchups. We had Paul Christ out in Wisconsin. He had an $11 million buyout that's got to be paid by February of 2023. Um, Wisconsin hasn't been great this year, but Paul Christ has in general been like pretty good coach and a staple of that Wisconsin football team so a little a little shocking that he didn't get more leash than what he got so we'll see you know how Wisconsin comes back they've got a a very winnable game here against Northwestern this week multiple uh MSU players plan on sitting out the rest of the season and transferring at the end of the year I have no idea what's going on, but it sounds like we got like a Hawaii issue from like last year slash Nevada, all their players transferring to Colorado State and following their coach, but more so the Hawaii of getting away from their current head coach. So I don't know exactly what's going on there, and you kind of see it on the field right now, just getting shellacked. And then uh, just interesting, Jacob, as you own Sam Mbake, uh Wide receiver, freshman at Arkansas. He is now practicing at cornerback, so something interesting to note. What are your thoughts there? Do you think will, will um, he be great? You know, as a cornerback for your college football team. No, it won't be good for the fantasy oh, team. No, oh. but I think anybody who drafted him drafted him for his athleticism. I mean, he really didn't have a ton of production at wide receiver even in high school, so. I mean, he's going to be a monster corner, six three two ten as a freshman, like that. He's now down to two hundred. His tweet that I I just liked a little bit ago. So still well, bi- still big. He's got he's got two more years to be you know two fifteen or whatever. But um, I know that they've been having him play like on all the special teams. He's just not returning kicks, but he's like playing gunner on punt team, all that kind of stuff. So. They, they like his athleticism. He's playing with the second team right now for defense, I guess. We'll see how it goes. I don't know if he stays there or not, but it sounds like they probably have just a need in their secondary right now, and he's not seeing the field as a wide receiver. So. Well, that's all we have for NCAA news. Jacob, what do you got for NFL news? NFL news, uh, really just some injuries, but Javante Williams, torn ACL, he's done for the year. Um so I believe he's on Brett's team, correct? Yep, yep, he's on Brett's team. That's a that's a tough one, just because I think everyone was just excited to see what Javante Williams could do. And now, and then they bring Melvin Gordon back, and we still don't get to see it when he's healthy. Yep. So, and then Cordero Patterson going to the IR. Um, so I believe he's supposed to return it though this year. Yep. So he's going to yep. be doing an IR stint and then coming back. And I believe he is with Patrick's team. Yes. Then I have no idea who has this guy, but John Dotson is going to miss one to two weeks. That would be Ian. Ian's got him. Ian. And I, I believe he's been scoring some touchdowns for Ian, actually, but that offense in Washington, they can't afford to lose anything. Yeah, 
Not great. I can tell you, the, uh... Oh, sorry, I'm watching that SMU and they got Preston Stone and <laughs> They got Preston Stone in playing quarterback, so... But I'll tell you, the having the Washington quarterback hasn't been great the last couple weeks, so... I guess start start all your Washington wide receivers though this week because I'm gonna I'm gonna play Cooper Rush this week and I'm I'm sure uh, once will go off so kind of how it goes. Fitz Magic left all of his magic to Wentz. Now it's Wentz Magic. Yeah. It's either five picks or five touchdowns. Yeah, they've got something in that locker over there. <laughs> yep. So then. Brian Fifty Cent Robinson is medically cleared. Um, to pra- he actually practiced today after being shot in a carjacking. Um, basically, has twenty one days to activate him. Are you excited to so, get him back? Your NFL team is doing great. You got Brian Robinson, and and people might have forgot, but you also have uh, Hopkins Nuke just sitting there in the wings. Yep. Yep, so I'm not excited to get Brian Robinson back because I think it's just going to be a mess between him and Antonio Gibson, who I also have. No. So. Start them both. Deep league, deep leagues. We are in a deep league. But I don't think I can start two of the Washington offense and beat you. Maybe not the best idea. And then Daniel Jones has an ankle sprain. I don't think this really matters because Daniel Jones should be out of the league. He's that bad. Well, it was it was interesting because he he's had an ankle sprain. Asked, you know, Coach Debo take him out. Dobble, Debo, uh, whatever. Dayball. Dayball took him out. He wanted to go back in. He said no. Then Tyra Taylor gets a concussion, and then they have to put Daniel Jones back in. And then he just kind of hobbled around. I mean, it was the Bears, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, the Giants are kind of a mess outside of Saquon Barkley. They have been for years now. Yeah, and they got, they got Green Bay this week over in London. So, wake up early, you got your football on Sunday. I just love the fact that the Eagles basically have four wins coming up, and it's just because they have to play their own division. As an Eagles fan, that just puts me to bed at night. <laughs> Well, will this be? Did the Eagles win the division last year? They did, didn't they? I can't. I'd have to look it up. Because this might be the fir- first. Because e- Cowboys also made playoffs, so they might have won it. Gotcha. Because this might be the first time that we have a back-to-back division champs there in, in a while there in the East. But yeah, I was looking at the Eagles' schedule, and it is so. It is like perfect to go like ten and zero. Before we get our first loss, where do you th- where do you see the first loss coming? Oh, was, let me pull it up here. It's a big fan of the 49ers pulling out the big win uh, against the the Rams there on Monday night. They dominated that entire game, and then they missed that field goal. And I just like oh, like I just feel like the Rams are going to go down and score. And we're going to lose. Like it just I don't know. It just seemed like it was happening, and then they start moving the ball and. Matthew Stafford yeah. just hasn't been that great this year. I mean, kind of the first game that I think we actually lose is the Packers on November 27th. Wow, all the way to Thanksgiving. I mean, so I'll, I'll read the schedule for you because it's pretty crazy. So this week we've got Arizona. Then we've got the Cowboys without Dak. Steelers. Texans, Washington, the Colts, and then we play the Packers. What are the Colts doing? Like, what the, what the hell? I know we're in the news section, but I just don't understand what the Colts Colts are doing. They're being a terrible team and losing to all these other terrible teams, and then they're beating the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> makes it makes complete sense. All it right, it does. All right. Back on track. Um, Bateman has a minor foot injury. It sounds like he's going to be playing through it, though. Um, Obviously, foot injuries with wide receivers are – they just suck because they tend to linger, like, the entire season. Yeah, it turns out, like, as a wide receiver and a football player, generally you need your feet or something. Yeah. Just cut them off. Yeah, who needs them? 
So then you got uh, Jonathan Taylor's going to be missing this week. We'll see if he misses any more than that, but he's got an ankle injury. Hopefully that's not a high ankle sprain because those things just ruin running backs for the year. Yep. They just linger around. And then uh, Traylon Burks has turf toe. Depending on the turf toe, that could last actually a significant amount of time. So he might not be up to full speed for a while. I, I had heard that he might it, – it might be bad enough that he goes on the IR for – not like an entire season type thing, but at least the four weeks and, you know, presumably longer. So, Feet, feet, feet. All right. League news. Want right. to take that one? Yeah, so kind of our, our waiver chat. Send everything in from uh, people that got picked up after our last podcast to today. Collins' disappointing waiver claim of the week is uh, Richard Reese. Um, Corey picked him up today. He says, I'm not convinced he's going to be the lead Baylor running back. He's small and doesn't really fit their usual lead. He's definitely earned a role, so it's not a bad pickup. But I think Tay McWilliams regains the lead when when he's back healthy. Uh, Rashid Rice is, or Richard Rice is a a freshman running back there at Baylor, been getting a lot of run. Um, and then another thing that he just mentioned of a good pickup was Bonex. He's like, I can't believe Bonex was a you know on the on the waiver. So that was a good pickup he he mentioned, which again was a, a Corey pickup. So uh, good and bad things for you, Corey. Uh, get into Malik Willis's stats. I don't know what Malik is doing, but he didn't play for the second straight week, and they put up 24 points. So I don't—he's doing something in the huddle. He's talking to the team. He's obviously lifting them up, you know, morally, you know, before the games to get them another 24 to 17 win. So great job by Malik Willis this week. I hope that really helped your team this week, Brett. So. Get into our trade counter. We had three trades this week. We had uh, puts our trade counter up to 61 for the year. I believe we had 44 last year, so we're just, like, crushing it, guys. Keep it up. Trades are fun. Uh, This one, I would like to, you know, get your thoughts here, Jacob. I received Cooper Cup. Tweet gets Braylon Allen and Rashad Bateman. Yeah, so I think... I think it benefits your team more to get Cooper Cup because say that adds 15 points a week for you. Now you're comfortably over, you know, 215 range probably is what it's going to take to beat you. So, I mean, you're you're looking to win now, so I kind of like the trade for you, for, for your team, I guess. I guess, like, long-term, Rashad Bateman could turn into, you know, a yearly wide receiver too. Braylon Allen could turn into a Najee Harris type prospect, and uh, Najee squad loves to hear that. Yes, yeah. As he plods for his three yards of carry in the NFL. Yep. Yeah, I, but, I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty fair trade. All in all, I don't know what Bateman does for Tweet's roster now because, like, Tweet's roster is just wrecked. Yeah. Like he's not he's not winning anything. Like, like I think I looked and he's projected like 115 points next week. I think I don't I forget who he plays me. I don't know. Let me look. I I just Should thought I just thought it was it was interesting because him and I really took that youth movement and I think one of us is capitalizing on it while the other one's not. I'm moving yeah. some guys. I mean, granted, I've got now I've got older guys on the NCAA or on the NFL side, but I feel like I'm I'm making making the right moves. You know, and not all youth is youth, right? Like you got Devonte Adams, you got Jerry Judy. I wonder wonder if there are any regrets there. I have you know? I have zero. I have zero regrets. <laughs> But yeah, I think he's projected 128 next week against me. That's that's awful. What are the what are like what's probably like the average 
projected score around for like the other nine teams? So I'm projected two oh one. You're projected two eleven. Corey's projected one ninety eight. Uh Patrick one sixty six. Bye week is projected one fifty seven. Do we have a new bye week? What's that? Do we have a new bye week? Is this is this... No, it's the same bye week. Oh, okay. Oh. And then we got uh Ian at one seventy six, Dennis at two eleven, Chad at one sixty nine. The cellar dweller is at one sixty nine. Man. And then you got Brett at one eighty nine. So like I don't know if Tweet's gonna win another game this year. He might not for another week. He might not. He's gonna need all these guys to, to come up and but he, I mean, he is, you know, now really going for it there on the college side. I I didn't, I felt okay with it on the college side just because it would be great to get a first-round bye. But at this point, sitting at 4-1, and one, I feel like I can, I, th- I feel like six games is kind of that threshold to get into the playoffs. I feel like I can muster out two more wins in the next five and make and then all you gotta do is make the playoffs. Anything else can happen. My team has been decimated with injuries, so like they're pro- probably not gonna win if they don't come back anyway. So if we'll just kind of see what happens. So that's I was like, oh. Well, and Braylon Allen's still putting up really good points. It's just I don't. Yeah, it's, it's like not, it, it doesn't seem like it's quite the clip as he was last year. Yeah, he's putting up like twenty twenty six points. A week. I mean, granted, he had that like point two point output with whatever yeah. whatever they were doing last week, but that's kind of probably will not happen again. All right. Well, we will get into the recaps here for week five on the college side. So we had two and two tweet versus zero and four Patrick here with tweets team. I want to talk about Quorum. Quorum scores. Him, newly acquired quorum scores him 22.2 points, uh, 133 yards rushing and a touchdown, two receptions for nine yards. Newly acquired Zay Flowers scores him 34.3 points, five receptions, 151 yards, two touchdowns, and then 22 rushing yards. Sean Tucker puts up 44.7 points. In uh, Syracuse r- routing of Wagner, fifty-nine to zero, he had two hundred and thirty-two yards, three touchdowns, uh, fifteen yards receiving, and two with two receptions. So everybody just kind of balled out. His two new acquired Zay Flowers and Quorum, you know, step up there. Something I will mention: Eric Gray had sixty yards and a touchdown and one reception for four yards in Oklahoma's big loss. And he he doesn't have an injury designation, but he got injured here in this game. So something to keep an eye on. Here on Patrick's team, I want to talk about A.T. Perry. A.T. Perry scores him. This is a guy that, that Patrick drafted here. He hasn't had big games, but this is a pretty good one for him. Eight receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Drake May has been balling this year. That UNC defense is god-awful. They beat uh, Virginia Tech in this one. He has 363 yards passing, 73 yards rushing, and five total touchdowns. Just 50 burgers about every week from Drake May. And then Jordan Addison has a pretty pretty good week here with eight receptions for 105 yards receiving. In this one, Tweet comes out three... 11.84 to 201.98. So, Tweet, congratulations. You are the second team to make it to the 300 clip this year. I feel like we had quite a bit last year. I don't know how many we had in total, but you are the second team to do it. The only other team, you're listening to them. Big Week 2, 360 points. That's Big Papa Luke. Now we'll go to uh, Grim, two and two versus Chad, a three and one. This is a big uh, divisional matchup here between these two. Can Grim gain um, a, a game here on Chad? So this was just 
you know, a tale of two teams. You've got Grimm, um, kind of he's he's got a couple wins here. Chad, he's he's three and one, but it, it doesn't feel great. Um, not really putting up a lot of points, but squeaking out wins. Wins are all that matters. So we've got one that's you know on par with you know what they should be doing, and the other one that just seems to be underperforming. So here I want to talk about newly acquired Garrett Schrader, 28.22 points. He had 238 yards passing, two touchdowns, seven yards rushing, and a rushing touchdown. That might be one of the lowest rushing outputs you see from Garrett Schrader this year. I expect bigger numbers going forward. Um, then we have uh, Jaden Ott, freshman there from Cal, running back. He has 24 points, seven receptions for 41 yards, 69 yards rushing, and a rushing touchdown. And then uh, your your guy here, Jacob, Tajay Spears, has 25.9 points, six receptions, 85 yards, a receiving touchdown, and 54 yards rushing. So another, another week for your boy Tajay Spears. Mentioned before, C.J. Donaldson uh, hurt, and then for for Grimm, and then here for for uh sorry here for uh, Chad Frank Harris and Charbonnet did what they were supposed to do. Um, you had Charbonnet put up twenty seven points, three receptions, fifty six yards, hundred and twenty four on the ground, and a touchdown. While Frank Harris just kind of went nuts, had 414 yards passing, two touchdowns, 31 yards rushing, two touchdowns. He even had a reception for nine yards, and he threw three interceptions, and he still put up 39.56 points. So, great one there. Brooks and um, Potts didn't do much for you. So Ja'Cory Brooks gave you a zero and uh, Trace on Potts with Mo Ibrahim sitting out only got 3.1 points, something I did not see see coming. And then not only that, but then Kuntz hasn't been what, you know, the tight end that you drafted. He, he scores 1.3 points here, while uh, Cropper also has not been that great. But Granted, uh, Jake Kaner's out, their they're starting quarterback. So that's been a letdown. But this one would come down to Jacob Cowing versus Troy Franklin here um, at, the, at the night. So Cowing does a great job, 12 receptions, 180 yards, one receiving touchdown, and four yards rushing, while Troy Franklin puts up only 15.2 points, four receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown, but that was enough to help Grimm uh, hold off here the Golden Domers. Grimm wins 228.82 to 216.3. Farm system here pulling, pulling a game, getting a game in that division. Big one. Next one here, we've got 4-0 Luke versus 3-1 Brett. Injuries highlighted this one. I talked a lot about him. You got Mo Ibrahim. He didn't play. Dylan Gabriel with a big concussion. Hopefully he's able to get back this week. But we'll kind of see the trickle down. Like, I get it. Um, concussions are are a big deal. But with the whole Tua stuff going on, we'll see if that, even, if that trickles also down there to the college level. Um, and, and have him sit out, even though he might be willing to go, and then Malik Willis was hurt here. Tra- Travion Henderson was a late. He was active but didn't play at all, so I think this is just gamesmanship by Ohio State trying to get people healthy. I, I don't anticipate him playing again this week or JSN being out there, try to get him into their bye week before they come out and play Iowa. Uh, Izzy, uh, he had a shoulder injury. He came out with a arm uh, arm in a sling, and then Bryce Young with an AC joint injury. So this one's going to come down to USC. So in this one, I had Caleb Williams. He put up a great stat line, 348, three passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, 44 yards rushing, an INT, um, good for 40.32 points. But Brett had... Travis at die, who was able to put up 21.3 points, 
and he got a late touchdown. He, he ends up with two receptions, 11 yards, 62 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Got a, a late touchdown with, I think, under like four to go. And that would be, you know, the, the difference maker them there. The team out east wins this one, 228.86 to 224.04. You got lucky, team out east. Not going to, you know, refer to you by your name. Haven't You haven't earned the respect yet. Uh, you got a cheap win. That's what happened. You're out there deflating balls. You're doing some some janky shit out there. Team out east. Then we'll go to Nate four and O versus Corey one and three. This will be a, a just a slobber knocker here of Nate just crushing Corey. Right? Well, wrong. This one would be like the pillow fight of the week. Nate's team's in shambles after he has team ships out his players. Not much to talk about as he just fails to cross 175 points. Only two teams, Patrick and Chad, have done that this year. And that happened eight times where we had a team fail to cross the 175-point marker last year. Patrick's team did it an astounding six times. <laughs> uh, Tweet's team did it once, and Brett's team did it once last year. And Brett had a you know a great team uh, there, but yeah. So you're you're in you're in a great company here, Nate. So welcome to the club there. And then when it comes to Corey's team, he I want to talk about Holton Allers, ECU quarterback. He scores fifty five point five points. 465 yards passing, six touchdowns, and nine yards rushing. Guy's not a big rusher, but they have their Mitchell's out. Their their second string running back was out, so they're going to be throwing the ball as long as Mitchell's out and throwing it all over the place. So I I assume um, Allers will just continue to to ball out for you. Pratt was out in this one, scored him zero points, so... Even having a quarterback score zero points um, and still pull out the win was great. Armstrong puts up a respectable 20.38 points, um, one of his better outings for the year. And then freshman um, Tet McMillan over there in Arizona put up 90 yards receiving, one touchdown on five receptions, and he also passed for 11 yards. So a great showing there by a freshman, Tet McMillan, there in Arizona. So in this one, like I said, the pillow fight of the week, Corey, 1-3, gets the win. Big upset um, over Nate. He he wins 205.22 to 174.78. Then we get in to our... To the Bears game of the week. 0-4 Ian versus 1-3 Jacob. Jacob's coming off of the you know big win last week. So let's get into it. Here with Hot Dog Water, we have Odunze scoring 31.6 points, 8 receptions, 116 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Great way to start it off. Uh, Chase Brown does his thing, gets him 20.5 points, one reception, six yards, 129 yards, rushing, and a touchdown. Then you have uh, Keandre Miller. He scores 26.9 points, 136 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, one reception for three yards, and that um, trouncing there of Oklahoma. And I did not expect Jaden Delora to score 60 points two six points. I think that might be the highest output of any player this year. I did not go back and check it, but I don't think I've seen anybody with the 60-burger. So he had 484 passing, six touchdowns. Um, he had one reception for 11 yards and 28 yards rushing. How did you feel, Jacob, in seeing that? I'm assuming you didn't watch the game. I, I assume you just woke up and you see see what is this shit going on. Wasn't very happy. I mean, Jaden Delora is like a great game for him is thirty five points. Yeah, this is and here here he lays sixty on me. And then I had last year I had Brett have uh Malik Cunningham to his <laughs> seventy burger. Like, these quarterbacks hate me. This is 
maybe you're just a get right team here. Maybe. Well, you you have uh, Gibbs, so um, you had Bryce Young get hurt, and then they they were, he hasn't been running the ball a lot, but they gave him a lot of run here. He had two big seventy five ish yard runs. He uh, has two receptions for twenty yards and two oh six on the ground and two rushing touchdowns. Good for thirty six point six points. That's a great um, day there for Jameer Gibbs. Then we've got. Heisman Martinez scoring 45.74 points, uh, only 116 yards passing and a touchdown, but then he has 171 on the ground with three touchdowns out there, like Josh Allen just running around scoring rushing touchdowns. Big game there for Martinez. Second week in, yeah, second week in a row he's done that. Well, let's not make it a third week in a row. Fingers crossed. And then we got Quentin Judkins. He has goes over the century mark here with 106 yards, rushing a touch, rushing touchdown, and one reception for 14 yards. Ole Miss is just pounding the rock, and he's getting a lot of lot of run there, and he's looking good. How are you feeling about picking him up there in our supplemental draft? I think you got him in the second round, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, he was one of my third round picks. Third round, yeah, looking great. Feeling good. I mean, I think he ended up being my he ended up being my RB four for the class. Yeah. So he was my RB four for the class, and then it's nice to see that you know someone's someone's popping off. You know, I'm identifying at least decent players. Yeah. So that. And then, uh, he's on my bench, but Samuel Brown looks like he's taking over the job, kind of at Rutgers. And he's a true freshman, so that I mean that's encouraging, I guess. Pro- next year, good process so far. So we have to wait until Sunday at noon to figure out what your boy Anthony Richardson would do um, Sunday here. Game moved due to the hurricane. I believe you guys were you maybe had a two point lead, so you needed a pretty typical Anthony Richardson type stat line, but uh, he messed Yeah, I feel like I had a 50-50 shot. <laughs> he was either going to score 50 or he was going to score two. So, yeah, he, he messed around, had a pretty good game. He had 45 yards rushing, 240 passing, two touchdowns, and then an INT good for 24.1 points. Hot Dog Water gets its first win here. 280.4 to 256.44. It came down to Delora's 60 burger. He puts up a normal, even like a great quarterback score. We talked about 32 kind of being that threshold of, hey, not a lot of guys are scoring that. And he doubles it and he puts up 32. He doesn't, he doesn't beat you that week. So. Tough, tough loss there for Jacob. Well, and the reality is, like, whoever I'm starting, I don't have much on the bench that, like, could outscore whatever's in there, so. <laughs> it is what uh, it like is. I could have made lineup, better lineup changes to win the, the week. So, that will do it for our recaps, our power rankers, Ian and uh, Grim have graciously awarded us these. Luke, no change there at the top. Brett goes up one spot to two. Tweet goes up one spot to three. Nate slides down two spots uh, to four. Dennis goes up one spot to five. Chad goes down one spot to six. Hot Dog Water gets a win. Think they can go up two spots. I don't know about that. They go to seven. Jake with the, the bad loss there to... Hot Dog Water goes down one. Corey uh, goes to nine. He drops one, and Patrick stays there at the bottom here at ten. Anything you, you'd like to address the power rankers here in, in week five? Had a lot of movement. Had a lot of movement. Yeah, but not major shifts. Yeah, it's just like here, there, movements. Who do, who do I play this week? Uh, I play you. Yeah, you play... Yeah, remember in the chat, you know, I'm on your All grave. Right, well, I'm on your grave, oh, yeah. giving the peace signs. It's it's oh, yeah. over. Listen, battle of the po- podcast hosts. But if I beat you, if I beat you, right, I expect to move up at least five spots. I they mean, did it, they did it for Nate. They better do it for me. But Nate didn't beat me. 
Yeah. So I should get six. Six, yeah, six, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So that would put you uh, one, two, three, four, five. That would actually put you at number two. So I mean, that, that should be an automatic playoff bid. That <laughs> <laughs> so uh, things that pop out here to me are Nate sliding down two. He just kind of he made another trade to get some college guys, but I just don't think they're gonna match up. I kind of see Nate keep keep sliding down. I'm not sure uh, who he's got this week. Let me. I've got it there on the show sheet here. So. Nate gets Ian this week. Maybe Ian's starting to get a streak here. If if Nate loses this week and then he's got me the week after, and if he loses to me and all my guys are on buys, like, not it's almost like the tale of last year. That's what he did. He traded away guys and he was in contention and then lost it there at the end. And I don't know what Nate does here at the middle of the season. That'll be what I'm watching. And then like the Chad and Dennis meet there they're both two and two um or chad's three and two so and then grim's three and two so they're both three and two at this point and just vying for hey if brett loses another one somebody's got a chance here because brett hasn't been putting up those killer points that he did last year so week six preview we have the bears picks coming in here so bear was four and one last week taking his lifetime record to 17 and eight tweet versus ellis is uh his first one so we've got three and two tweet versus three and two chad this one looks close based on the record but it won't be when this week's over tweet Make some trades that puts him into contention while Chad is coming off a loss to Grimm. Give me tweet big time in this one. Jacob versus Luke. We've got four and one Luke versus one and four Jacob. A matchup between co-hosts of the podcast. Jacob's team fell to an all-time low last week, losing to Hot Dog Water, and Luke lost to Brett. There's no way Luke loses two in a row. Give me Luke. Hey, I appreciate that, Bear. Here we've got 0-5 Patrick versus 4-1 Brett. I just don't think Patrick's team has it in him this year. He should sell some of his assets and start building for the future. Brett wins by a lot. Nate 4-1 versus 1-4 Hot Dog Water. Hot Dog Water had a big week win last week and looks to carry his momentum into next, into this week. Nate's squad just didn't show up last week, and he got upset. I like Hot Dog Water to upset Nate this week in my upset pick of the week. Ian, maybe two. If you get two, three would be a streak. And like I said, yeah, Nate Nate could just be falling down. So then we've got Corey, two and three Corey, versus three and two Grim. Both squads coming off big wins last week. This has to be his game of the week due to that. Someone's going to want to check in on the bear as he is taking Grim for the third week in a row. Man, that makes me sick. That's <laughs> that's straight from the bear. I love it. Three and a, I mean, maybe, honestly, maybe Grim would be losing these if the bear picked against him. Maybe he's actually... Like speaking it into existence. Yeah, the bear is what's causing Taijay Sharp to actually do do anything. So, so maybe think about that bear. But that those are those are the bears' picks. I enjoy reading these each week. Uh, keep it up, tweet. Uh, it's real real fun. So appreciate it. Hope you guys also enjoy those recaps. That's it for the NCAA. We are on to NFL recaps. So quick NFL recaps. Um, first, it was me versus Patrick. This one was kind of a blowout. Uh, Patrick really didn't get any help from anyone on his team. Like, no one put up kind of big points. Looks like he now is getting Chris Godwin back, but he lost Cordero Patterson to the IR. So he's just kind of just struggling to get his NFL team going at this point. Um, I moved to 3-1. and one. Uh, He's at 2-2. Two and two. Luke versus Ian. 
TJ Hawkinson put Luke's team on his back for the first time in his career, and Luke cruises to a victory over Ian. Ian's squad tried so hard to claw their way up from the cellar that Chad had put them in last week, only for Luke to stomp on their fingers at the last second. Get back in your hole, Ian. You're one and three. <laughs> I love it. Cue it with the cellar stuff. If I had to, if I had to pick, like, like you said, like Hawkinson carried me. If there's a picture of my team last week, it's that Kittle Saints picture where like everybody was on top of them. Like that was that was my team there on Hawkinson. Yep. I mean, forty points. Like I don't think he's had over a hundred yards in a game since his first one as a rookie. Yeah, it's his been, very it's, first game as a rookie. It's been a hot minute, so it was it was great, especially when I've been getting like two points from my quarterback. So then the next one's Nate versus Corey. Um, Corey's team moves to three and one following their bye week this week. <laughs> the next matchup we had was Grimm versus Brett. Grimm's team had its strongest showing of the year against undefeated Brett. Brett's team is undefeated no more. Grimm moves to two and two thanks to his stable of veteran leaders, whose average age is forty-two years old. <laughs> they can't do it every week. But rest assured, they can remind the league what they were once capable of every month or so. I think what we need to look at is when those games were. Because they're probably mostly the noon games because everyone goes to sleep there by the afternoon games. Yeah, they're in bed by 4. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They they eat dinner at 3.15. Yeah. Then the last game we had was Tweet versus Chad. I have no words. I am starting to believe that Chad has a, actually has a strategy. His team knows that they aren't good enough to leave the cellar. So instead of trying to climb out, they've opted into pulling teams down there with them. They're attempting to build a ladder of inferior teams to climb up and hopefully get out. Next week, will they be dragging Brett down there? It's starting to stink down there. The players are starting to get hungry. Who is going to get eaten first? Where do they use the restroom? I hope to never find out the answers to those questions. <laughs> when do you play? That's what we got. When do you play Chad? <laughs> I mean, we better win. <laughs> oh my! I'm not going down in there. Not, I don't want to go down. <laughs> I don't want to go down there either. I got to look this up here. When? So then, quick NFL power rankings and adjustments. Me at the top still, no movement. Luke moved up one to the second spot. Dennis moved up one to the third spot. Brett moved down two to the fourth spot. Corey no, didn't move. He's still at the fifth spot. Patrick at the sixth spot, no movement. Ian at the seventh. Nate at the eighth. They didn't move either. And then Chad moved up one spot <laughs> to the ninth. And Tweet... I mean, he moved down. He moved. He moved it like he moved to the tenth spot. But let's be real, that team is completely tanked. It's not looking not looking good, Bob. No. So I I played I played Chad, week seven. I'm just looking at like all the teams here. I'm not even clicking on our matchup. And my projected to- point total, just guess what it is against against Joe Buck yourself that week. Your projected point total in week seven? Yeah. 215. 139.43. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I don't know what he's doing. He's got a jinx on me. I, I, I don't even want to open it. I must have a lot of people on buys, but like that's part. That's probably part of his plan. You're going down there. Oh my god! I I might. Hopefully, I find a way out. I don't know. I don't know if you have watched Hocus Pocus two, but they go down there. Watched it last night. They go down into a dungeon. They got. They got a little ladder that poofs and goes away, and they got to find their way out. That's gonna be me. That's gonna be me. And then, We've actually been watching Dahmer. 
Okay. And uh, you're about to get sucked into the vortex. I haven't watched that. So <laughs> you you play him week eight. What's my projection? What what would you think your projection would be based on your normal a thousand? Based on like no. your normal scores. One ninety eight. One seventy seven point five three. He's that should get me. That should get me there. He's get he's better. doing it. He's doing it. You only have one guy on a buy too, and that's Juju. Like, oh, he's yeah. I'll have like normal. It'll be like one eighty-seven or something. I'm gonna look and see. I've got Cook on a buy, AJ Brown on a buy, Cooper Cup on a buy. Oh man, he's pulling me down there. It's gonna be rough. I'll let yeah. you know. I'll let you know how it is. But uh, just nightmare fuel. Gosh, I don't know what you're doing, Chad, but you definitely should change your name to the Cellar Dwellers or or something. But uh, next episode, um, we will do Wednesday, October 12th, 9 p.m. See if anybody wants to join us. We'll do a late night, early morning drop. We'll recap week six in the college matchups and the NFL week five. Um, also put out there in the group chat, I'd love to hear any media reports. I know they're they're kind of silly, but they're kind of fun to put together, and it's just kind of dumb fun. So get them in. I've got one in so far, so nine, nine of us other people have to uh, get those in. I'll read them on here. We'll probably do, depending on how many we get in, we might do less. I know I get into a lot of it with the NCAA recap stuff. We might not do as much of that and just kind of do some recap things as to you know how everyone's feeling who's disgruntled in the locker room who's maybe looking for a new home who's not following team rules getting suspended here that we're not seeing um yeah i'd like like to hear that give everybody a voice to to make some trades here before the playoffs why is deshaun watson still just using a hand towel no, no one knows. <laughs> so, um, what else do we got here? It's that, and then we'll probably do a little bit of breakdown because it will be through week six. We'll have four games left to kind of do a playoff picture there on the NCAA side. So kind of move, starting to move a little bit away from recaps here in the next couple weeks and, and talk about that. So, Jacob, you got anything else? Nope, I got nothing else. All right. Well, remember, everybody, I would say start your studs, but, man, it just hasn't been working out. I just say stay healthy this week. Stay healthy, guys. Stay healthy.